The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friend, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, tape live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, where this weekend you'll find the Church of Friendos watching some AEW full gear minus dad. Larson, you're going to Disneyland. Why did you why did you schedule a Disneyland trip? Happiest place on earth for the full gear weekend. What's going on with that? When we scheduled it, the full gear is supposed to be this past weekend. That's when Uh, they originally announced the date was this past weekend. uh, Cool. We'll go this weekend. It works out. Yeah. Bang. And then they changed it after, uh, after everything was booked. So the swerve is in the swerve from Tony Khan from TK. What a bummer. You're going to be very much missed. Uh, we're going to do our full gear review the following Monday or Tuesday or whenever Larson is able to well, watch I'm, that I'm, show. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to aim to have it all watched by the time I, I land back here Monday. Okay. Or at least by the time I get back home on Monday. So uh, we can review it on the Monday episode. I don't want to wait too long. Yeah, 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 right. But, you know, I'm not going to do it look, as much as I, I love the Enforcer and uh, and uh, and all that. But I feel like people are really going to want your thoughts on Full Gear, given this sort of a Stephen Larson show. Um, but uh, so, yeah, uh, that's the schedule for that. Of course, uh, Alex, Kayla and the Enforcer are going to be with us uh, for uh, for Full Gear, uh, which should be fun. Uh, the AEW title is going to be on the line. So we're going to be doing our predictions in advance for that show as well. Uh, also, by the way, congratulations. You are now a three time oh, predictions champion. That New Japan title uh, went into your hands while we all slept and got that extra hour of sleep on yes. uh, Friday night, Saturday. Here it was a fantastic show, though. I heard I heard Power Struggle this year was re- really good. I hope to get a chance to watch it. So I heard sure. nothing about it. Was the Shingo uh, uh, Zach Saber was, was that supposed to be really good? Yeah. Was it did anything? Because uh, there were a couple matches on there. Like holy crap, this could be match of the year thing. Was there anything that people were talking about like match of the year? I didn't hear anything about it really. Not necessarily. I just heard overall it was pretty, it was a really solid show. Okay, that's cool. Right on. Yeah, a couple surprises there. Kenta won the uh, the U.S. title off of uh, Tanahashi. There was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff where like the go home math did made no sense. Like these dude, like Kenta was destroying Tanahashi, putting his title, his hands all over the title. You think, oh, Tanahashi's going to get his, you know, his his come up, or Kenta's going to get his comeuppance from yeah, Tanahashi. Didn't happen. You're wrong. You're wrong. Fiction. Uh, Fiction. So yeah, uh, that happened. So yeah, should be a fun weekend with the with full gear there on uh, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, that's yes. fun. So check that out twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Of course, uh, this past week, bummer of a week towards the end with all those WWE releases, and uh, once again, and I, dude, I really wonder if this is going to end up being the norm. Oh, I think so. With WWE and what has to be considered. A smear campaign. What's going on? 
So, you know, as typical of late, especially whenever WWE releases some talents, we start getting some backstage reports uh, from backstage sources about what led to particular wrestlers release. Uh, so Wade Keller of PW Torch had a report over the weekend, which claimed that Keith Lee was released due to attitude issues. These transcripts are from wrestlingnews.co. That's what Wade Keller had to say. Quote, Keith Lee, who I have chronicled for months and months and months and months and months, uh, was somebody that even people that were rooting for him behind the scenes became frustrated with him. He just had, in general, attitude issues, or as one wrestler told me tonight, perceived attitude issues. Hedging a little bit, others have said outright attitude problems, and he was just frustrated. I've heard different things about him in terms of his mood being altered way more than it should be in the modern era about being asked to do a job. We heard uh, after Bray Wyatt was released that he had attitude issues, was difficult to work with. Uh, we heard Braun Strowman, the reason he was released, that they thought he was past his prime, even though his last match, he did a senton off the apron. Um, I think we're going to see these when, when WB releases talent that people are behind, who people are fans of, they try to justify their release by seemingly getting these reports out. There's, there's, there's being two, malcontent, yeah. having attitude issues, being past their prime, something like that. You there, know, there's two sort of things that I'm curious about. Number one, did we ever figure out solidly? Obviously, Keith Lee has said certain things on Instagram when somebody brings up, oh, he would Bearcat was his idea. He said, no, it wasn't. The no compete clause. Is there some sort of thing about them not being able to oh, do disparage the company interviews? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we, we know, I mean, we personally know that like severance packages can often come with non-disparagement, you know, uh, clause where you're not supposed to talk shit about the company. Um, I don't know if Keith Lee is able to respond to this. I mean, uh, uh, Bray tweeted out in response to a similar thing. Well, now we know what Bruce and Johnny Ace have said and what their opinions are. I'm eager to get the truth out there. So I'd imagine uh, it depends on the individual and the nature of their no compete. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, Bray hasn't really said anything, which isn't abnormal for it's Bray. Not, I don't but, know. Yeah. But remember when the Good Brothers were released mm -hmm. and they were like, all right, wait 90 days and then we're going to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, same with same with Brody. Mm -hmm. He didn't really say anything until he arrived in AEW after his no compete. Uh, a couple of people here. Yeah. A couple of people here in chat are noting Chelsea. I always thought that, that mm -hmm. was, I don't know. Something about that felt kind of different. You know, I don't know mm -hmm. what, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but for, for bigger names, well, more established names, I do get the sense that maybe it's in their financial, it's financially beneficial for them to just sort of wait until they're completely clear of the WWE yeah. and yeah. then they can say whatever that seems to be the pattern on the bigger names. Um, and so in the meantime, and I'll be honest with you, and this, this, this does not come from a place of any disrespect towards any wrestling journalists at all. Wade Keller is well-established in the field, has been for decades now. Um, you know, we're both big fans and friends of Sean Ross Sapp. Um, I don't know if you're a journalist and a, a reputable one, what the proper protocol should be or is when you get info from your sources at WWE and they say it's X, it's this, 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 
kind of understanding that there either can't be a response or you're not going to get a response if you say, hey, Keith Lee, can you comment on this? What's your take on this? If they're able to open up, if they're not able to open up, I don't, I mean, it just, it, it seems like, it just seems like WWE is putting this narrative out there because people are pissed off about Keith Lee being released. They're pissed off about Bray Wyatt. They're curious about why or pissed off about Braun Strowman. Well, WWE can like control the narrative and they're not above having their employees, you know, raw, raw for the company. We saw that this weekend with Hurricane Helms as well. You'll enjoy the product much more if you don't pay attention to these backstage rumors. I'm sorry, Raw's not going to be any better of a show if I stop reading Fightful Select. The the funny thing about Hurricane's comments, he basically said, there's no other industry that happens in. Like, there's basically any other entertainment industry. There's whole websites dedicated to what's going on behind the scenes with yeah. news, yeah. spoilers, yeah. rumors, yeah, every other. It, I know it's, 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 it's endless. Um, yeah. What, what, and then, you know, whenever people would call him out on that, he'd say, well, you don't, you're not understanding when, what I'm saying. I like hurricane Helms. Uh, Shane Helms seems like he seems like a cool guy, but, uh, and, and I could understand here's the thing. I could also understand from, uh, somebody from his perspective, let's say you're working at WWE and your life is pretty good and you enjoy your job and you're, and you're, you take pride in your work and you do see, cause he even said to Sean, no, you're good. The article that he retweeted or that he quote tweeted that Hurricane yeah. did in response yeah. to this, part of that article was simply referring to Keith Lee himself commenting on the Bearcat thing. So you can't paint the entire thing as bullshit rumors when they're just referring to Keith Lee saying, no, Bearcat wasn't my idea. It was a bad article for him to reference. Um, I mean, I could understand if some of if if, if he found uh, an article that was from one of the less reputable uh, yeah. Internet, you know, saying, hey, don't yeah. pay attention to this stuff. But his general blanket statement of, hey, Raw is going to be a lot better or the you'll you'll enjoy it a lot better if you don't pay attention to this stuff. Yeah, is I, I don't agree with. Um, no, I don't either. But I also understand that, you know, uh, figures within the WWE will get a lot of over the top toxicity from fans. And that can also color their perspective. I get that. Obviously, I totally obviously, get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I this, this I don't know if, if you know, because you and I obviously are not journalists. We're fans who have a podcast who like to talk mm -hmm. about wrestling mm -hmm. and, and the behind the scenes stuff that we try to put some context behind. Uh, we try to rely on people that are reputable, that have been proven out. Yes. Um, and we always, you know, try to do our best to, to spotlight those reputable uh, uh, outlets like mm -hmm. Fightful Select. Mm -hmm. um, totally. But like as a journalist, I just don't know, like, what do you do in that situation? I'm not asking you specifically, but I'm, I'm putting this out there. You know, what are you supposed to do if the WWE, come, if your sources come to you, is like, yeah, hey, Keith Lee attitude issues, knowing full well that he can't put his two cents in this. It just, yeah, that's a difficult position. It just screams smear campaign. It really yeah. does. And it's it's yeah. it's horrible. Like I I don't know. There's gotta be a different way to frame this, you know? Well, I th I think I think it would help if there were there was some context. You know, they you say WB source says and granted I didn't li this is apparently from a, a, a 
podcast that Wade mm-hmm. Keller yeah. was on it, and I've read you know the transcripts, the excerpts. But you know, granted, maybe within the lar- the this quote, there is larger context. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? sure, sure. So maybe you know, he does seeing, qualify this is what you're saying. Definitely. Cause, cause in all the headlines about this particular story, we're just getting more or less the same bits that are being transcribed. And, you know, again, subtext or context. Don't know the context being, uh, Keith Lee, what do you for, there's that clip going around, had been going around Twitter all weekend of, uh, following Keith Lee's raw debut. He beats up with Vince and Vince's speaking very highly of him. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, Really great promo, great athlete, big man. Yeah, 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 all that. Um, and and so you see that, and you, you just juxtapose with, you know, him being released, him being off TV for months. Part of that I know is because he was dealing with some health issues. But the other hand, it seems like, for the most part, they never had real concrete creative plans for him. And if you're in this business. And you're stuck in a position where you have no concrete creative plans. That means odds are you're not going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to wrestle. I understand being frustrated in that situation. It's either you have no concrete creative plans or the creative plans you have are garbage. And you know that and you speak up saying this, this doesn't work for me, you know, or this doesn't work for the company. This isn't the best interest of anybody involved after his first, because I, I didn't have much of a problem with this first couple weeks like i think he had a win over orton on his yeah, he beat orton on pay-per-view he beat orton on pay-per-view yeah and i thought that things initially for the first couple of weeks i think we're going okay mm-hmm. all right i think was it did, did he debut against bobby lashley sorry i don't mean to put you on the spot no i don't think so okay um maybe he debuted against Randy. i don't know what it was maybe somebody can I mean, his first feud was against Randy. Yeah, that was the first feud. Um, so he shows up, and they're obviously booking pretty strong. He's got a pay per view mm-hmm. win over Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, some people were nitpicking a little bit, which I felt was unfair. Like they changed, I think, his music and, and his ring gear slightly, mm-hmm. and uh, he came back against Lashley. Okay, Keith Lee beat Randy Orton in his debut match clean. Okay, okay, thank you. He re-debuted against Lashley. Okay, that's, that's what, what I'm thinking of then. Um. Clearly, they they sort of put him up there originally, changed his music, changed his, uh, his, his gear, but it was still Keith Lee. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I understand little uh, slight tweaks here and there. that didn't bug me at all. And on top of that, Keith Lee was vocal on Twitter, Instagram about like, hey, this is a big moment for me. Like, and it's sort of being ruined because people are nitpicking. People are just anxious because they don't have a great track record with call-ups. And look at what happens. This is what we were all concerned about. And after yeah. the, I guess I'm taking the scenic route here, but after those first couple of weeks, what was there for him to be not frustrated about? Nothing. Like, th- clearly the man knew his worth. So even people rooting for him, what do they expect when he's fed this bullshit from creative? What would they expect uh-huh. his reaction to be? Just sit there and take it? Just sit there and be happy being fed this bullshit? No, why would he be? I know. I know. I know. And we like when we heard the stuff about Bray, we, you know, we said the same thing. You know, pro wrestlers are creative individuals. You know, there's an art to pro wrestling because they're telling stories. Yeah. You know, and 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 I'm sure they all have individual creative visions where how, where they want their careers to go. And yes, there's compromises that have to be made when you work for a company like WWF. Mm-hmm. 
I would I would imagine. But at the same time, if you know something is it in the best interests of yourself, yeah, or or any or the company, mm-hmm. you know, there should be no foul in speaking up, yeah, and 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 saying, you know, if is if if it's the situation where they're handed creative, it doesn't work for them. Offering you know constructive criticism or alternatives that maybe are, is better for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not in my mind. That's not having attitude issues. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but. This one, I'd, I'd give the uh, I'd give the benefit of the doubt to Keith Lee. I'm curious to hear what he has to say. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I somebody posted on Twitter uh, one of the pages in Mox's book when he had sort of uh, decided to to leave, and he was like, you know, I didn't think Renee was going to believe me, and I kept on having to reiterate, you know, six months, four months, three months, mm-hmm. and and preceding that, there was a passage about just how frustrated he was with his creative. And he just seemed, he was like, he was being driven insane. You know, he's like, man, they're not understanding who I am and what I, what I bring to the table. And, you know, he said, I had zero heat, nothing. I had nothing going on. And I was once one of the most popular acts in the company. And it's like, is, is somebody supposed to not be frustrated about that? Is somebody supposed to just be cool with that and just be like, no. okay, cool, right on. I'm not going to be frustrated. Even people pulling for you. It's like if you're really pulling, if you're really pulling for a guy and you see that that's the kind of creative he has. I mean, I understand yeah. there might be a culture in WWE that says if you want to succeed, you have to suck it up and be cool with it, no matter what they give you. Because that's the only way you're going to eventually get on Vince's good side. And even Mm -hmm. then it might not happen because what happens, you throw him out there looking like a sack of shit, like carrying cross. And then you don't get over, you get released. Mm -hmm. And then you get blamed for not getting over. Then you get blamed for that. So I don't know, man. I think in this case, until I hear from Keith Lee and until he says, yeah, I blew up a couple of times and I shouldn't have, unless he says that benefit of the doubt goes to Keith Lee. And this is a fucking smear campaign. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't see it mm-hmm. any other way. I don't mm-hmm. see it any other way. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I just, I do feel like there needs to be some amount of pause with journalists before reporting this stuff to get the other side of it. And if you can't ask yourself, should I be putting this out there? I don't know. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a journalist. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. not how it works. And that's totally fine until I know otherwise from the man himself until I get his side of things. It it feels like smear campaign. Again, because history is, has taught us that this is something that has happened before, you know? Mm, yeah. Yep. You know? Exactly. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Let's talk about The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. So obviously there's been, there's been a lot of talk from, about WB wanting the Roman Reigns 
Rock dream match had happened uh, to headline, no less, an upcoming WrestleMania. Uh, the Rock was asked about that uh, particular bout happening or not by Ad- Andrew Freund. And uh, it sounds like it's not going to Probably not going to happen, at least Uh-oh. in the near future. And these transcripts are from Fightful. Uh, this is what The Rock had to say. Quote, I can tell you there's no truth to that right now. Possibly down the road, we will see. We stay very close, myself and Roman. And I'm very happy and very proud with the work that he is doing, as well as the Usos, my other family members. Those guys will continue to do what they're doing, and we'll see down the road. This isn't a blanket no. This isn't a not going to happen. This seemingly is nothing's booked right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not shocking. He's a very busy person. He is now a uh, black Adam in the, the DC EU, I guess they call it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. What does your gut tell you at the end of the day, 10 years from now, are we going to have had that match? I'll put it this way. I'm not optimistic. It's going to happen, but I'm not going to say it's definitely not going to happen. Just the rock is incredibly busy. He's incredibly busy. And we said before, yeah, if if it's a priority to him, he'll make time in his schedule. I just don't know if it's a priority to him. Yeah, I don't know. It seems it seems like uh, it seems like it's totally within the realm of possibility. Yeah. But like like you said, he's a very busy guy. He's got a lot of projects, but at a certain point, maybe he's like, you know what? I've been in a lot of work. I've, you know, kept a very busy schedule. I just want to chill and do some fun uh, on a wrestling match at WrestleMania because, I mean, that's one thing that no movie can give him is 80,000 people or 60,000, whatever it is at WrestleMania. I guess they're probably doing 100,000. Well, they'll say 100. Yeah, yeah, they'll say 100 100. in in Dallas at least. What's the capacity in L.A. there? Is that 100 or is it less than that? It's like 80. It might. uh, I think it's less than 100 for football. I don't know what it'd be for wrestling. Okay. So, I mean, you can't get that performance buzz from anywhere unless he decided to get into you know music or life music which, I mean, yeah. hey, maybe he did that rap thing maybe he will um but yeah i mean that's one buzz that you know maybe he's going to want to go back to uh but uh yeah i don't know 10 years from now uh will it have happened yeah i'd probably say probably it'd be it's like a 51 49 but i'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say 51 yeah. percent it's, 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 it's it feels like a coin flip situation at this yeah, point right. uh, speaking yeah. of coin flips it sounds like how this year's survivor series teams were put together <laughs> Uh, they were revealed by WWE this this weekend the most uninteresting way possible. They just announced them on Twitter. No qualifying matches, no stakes involved in any of this. Hey, let's just put some teams together. Most of the members of which weren't on the brand they're representing at the show uh, and just have the pay-per-view. Because it feels like that's what Survivor Series is going to be. Let's just have a pay-per-view. No build, really. Kind of underwhelming. Anyways, these are the teams. Women's Survivor Series match. Team SmackDown. You got Sasha. She's actually been on SmackDown for a little while. Shayna, she just came over from Raw. Shotzi, she was brought up to SmackDown a few months ago. Natalia, uh, I think she's been on SmackDown the whole time. And then Aaliyah, who was just drafted to SmackDown. Uh, the women's team Raw uh, won half of the uh, women's tag team champions. I'm sorry, yeah, Rhea Ripley. Uh, team captain, probably, Bianca Belair. Uh, Liv Morgan. Carmella. And uh, Queen Zelina Vega. Again, four of the five uh, members of that team just brought over from SmackDown. You know, here's my thing. I don't care about that. If they're as long as they don't, if they do it, if they if they book all these teams, you know, they're they, they're even aware of the gag of the can they coexist thing. And clearly, like the the men's. So just real quick, men's SmackDown team is Drew, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn. 
Happy Corbin. Uh, Team Raw is Seth Rollins. And then uh, you got Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Ray and Dom Mysterio. So Seth Rollins, I saw a great little meme on Facebook or on a Twitter or whatever. Seth uh, obviously took out Ray's eye. Yeah. He caned the hell out of Dom Mysterio. Um, I think he didn't he like stomp Kevin Owens on concrete or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, you know, he wrecked Finn Balor's shoulder. I mean, he's had a, a lengthy history with Finn Balor as well. So Seth has done all these dastardly things to all these guys, and he's like a super heel right now. So yeah. it's like clearly this is like two, the four teams of can they coexist. I mean, the only thing about, you know, women's team Raw is that Becky's not on there with Bianca, but of course Becky's a champion, so it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, if they if they book all these teams the way similar to what they did with uh, AJ and Riddle and Braun and that team that awesome team Raw from a couple of years ago, where it was truly a can they coexist thing, but it was really executed well. Yeah, I'm fine took, with that. They took their time and built to that story, though. That was you know they we have what two weeks, two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks till, till survivor series. And they're just starting to build. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any you sense. Know? And it's like, they, yeah, they're, they're not going to do, they can't do like, Oh, brand warfare. They oh, might, they, they might call and it. They probably that. will. <laughs> but like, yeah, but I mean, come on, who can actually say they're the raw, raw, or, you know, Hey, yeah, yeah. We're team raw. Like we represent our brand because we bleed red. Nobody, nobody can say that. Oh, I know, but it's not going to stop WB from making this all about brand versus brand. I know. Every time I think they're not going to do something stupid like that, they do it. So what do I know? <laughs> you know, this is more fodder for us to talk shit on our show. Here, literally, the headline here: Raw and SmackDown go head to head in epic battle of brands. That's literally what it says right here when you go to the Survivor Series page. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head at Survivor Series as champions will collide and teams will do determine the battle the ultimate survivors from each brand really are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they do the draft right before Survivor. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Why do you do the draft right sense. before Survivor Series? doesn't make any sense. It doesn't fucking make a lick of sense. They should do it right after WrestleMania. WrestleMania uh, season should be season finale. I know, I know it doesn't coincide with sweeps weeks and all that TV stuff. They got to move some stuff around. That's what they got to do. If they're so intent on having the draft coincide with sweeps, then move Survivor Series a different time of year. I know traditionally it's held around Thanksgiving. I just go cares. I just go back to what to what Alex said on whatever stream we were doing. I guess the impact stream. This is the rib era. They just do stuff to fuck with us. They just, it's just they just troll because they're like, hey, the casuals don't care. Like the hardcores, they get they get all up in arms about this stuff. It's just it's just that's I now I'm firmly believing it's just they're just ribbon. Here's some ratings here from White Brownie here in our chat. Smackdown two million with a point five seven, Rampage almost cracking six hundred thousand with five hundred and ninety nine thousand a point two two in the demo. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard 
just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, very well. We have a hurrah tonight. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're getting three hours of Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins because that's the only thing that's been announced so far. And honestly, I'd be cool with that. Oh, man, they could put on a killer catch-as-catch-can three-hour match. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Take it super old school. We're talking about the 1910s, man. Yeah. Hackenschmidt. Gotch. Uh-huh. Farmer Burns. Yeah. Other people. Uh-huh. Other wrestlers of that era, yes. Yeah, uh, Mike Bullard. No, that was later from the wrestling office. Yes, a little bit National later. National wrestling office. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, answer some questions. Yeah, let's answer some questions. We got a lot of good questions here on our Twitter feed at Real Going In Raw on the Twitter. I got a we got a new Going In Raw color scheme logo. Did you see that? It's mm-hmm. like NXT 2.0. I'm happy you got some Volt in there. Yeah, a little bit of volt is in there. I'll, probably, I'll change it again in advance. After maybe after Thanksgiving, I'll do a thing for the Christmas. There you go. It'll be it'll have like some holly on it. It'll be good. like going in raw wreath. A holiday That's wreath. That's good. Hey, what should we do for uh, 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 the Church of Friendos? We're gonna have a, 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 a office party. Yeah, I just thought that'd be a good idea. We too. should do. With, Kayla was bugging me. She was like, "Hey, we should do a, a office party." That's a great idea. But like it's all digital Zoom because we're, we're not near them. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, man, should we do a – and I'm not saying we should definitely do this, but I'm throwing out there. What about an annual watch-along of The Wrestler? <laughs> I would never say no to a watch-along of The Wrestler. Right? <laughs> oh, man. I'll have to, I'll have to pitch, National pitch Wrestling Office. Yeah, the National Wrestling Office. <laughs> uh, I think it could be a fun annual tradition. We get. It I know you're be. not a Nog fan, but get out some Nog – some uh, you know, some funny sweaters, and yeah. we'll do. We'll watch the wrestler. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds dr- good. Yeah, not a drunk stream, but you know, yeah, we'll, we'll kick. We'll we'll, ha- we'll throw back some spirits. Definitely, definitely. 
uh, Mr. Triplemania. Their first question said, could all the great talent that's free out there now actually lead to Ring of Honor coming back stronger than ever? You know, like the talent level, I don't think was the thing holding them back. It was, I mean, we've spoken about it, presentation. Yeah. And, you know, maybe something on the creative side. Um, if they can get all that worked out, why not? They I get excited. Storylines, get people talking, put on really good matches. Yeah. And their TV presentation uh, looks a little better than heck yeah. I didn't uh I didn't actually click on it but I saw some headline that said could former Ring of Honor champions be headed to AEW. Um I didn't click on it so I don't know who they're talking about but but I was like man I'm sorry not AEW Impact Impact going Yeah Impact. yeah well I saw that Moose was I think he said somewhere uh, said you, you, we got to bring in Jay Lethal and the Briscoes. Okay cool. I did see that. Okay. So like but like the idea of you know what's uh, uh Jonathan Gresham's people called the uh, the foundation or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like they've got some really cool. He's got that cool Cthulhu mask, whatever it is. Like that presentation was really cool. Like what they were doing. It's just mm-hmm. with Ring of Honor's corny production value. It's like ah, I'm not really into it. But them coming into Impact, that's kind of cool. You yeah. know, they've got so much great talent over there that I just think mm-hmm. with the right presentation, with the right mm-hmm. production, I just really wish Ring of Honor would like reconsider how they produce their show. I think they could Maybe do they some will. cool stuff. Maybe, Maybe they, will. they will. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Uh, Anthony Tobias, when AEW finally makes it to the West Coast, other than LA, what city should they do shows at? I mean, come on. Hey, hey. The Memorial Sacramento. Auditorium, man. Well, even that might be a little small for him. Golden One Center. That's what I'm talking about. Arco First, the one. What's it called? Sleep Train? What do they call it? Well, now? no, Arco the first is like the original Arco arena. That's like gone. That's, arena. Isn't isn't that one like demolished or something? I thought they used it for like the storage. <laughs> it's just a warehouse now. That's what I thought now. So yeah. Uh yeah. Are they gonna demolish uh, or are they gonna do something with uh the sleep train? There were mattress train, I whatever. I thought it's called. they were gonna do something about with that land, but I don't know anymore if they're going to. Um, yeah, I thought I read something, but, uh, but yeah, golden one center Sacramento. Here you go. It's a world-class arena. It really is. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful arena. That'd be cool, man. But yeah, absolutely. The prestige wrestling has come into the colonial. We're going to go check that. We're going to check that out. Right. That's in February. I think March. I think it's in March. Oh, March. Oh, March you're right. It's March. That is the third month. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Sparks, the B man, Don Wagner himself. Mm-hmm. Hey, friend Oz. Who on main roster would you send to NXT 2.0 because they'd be a good fit? And he says, who would stand out most in the good lighting and who would least stand out, who would stand out horribly in, in that bright, bright light? Send, you know what? Send Apollo Crews and Aziz over there. I feel like he could, you know, he needs a, a second go at NXT. And they want characters. He's a character. Yeah, I'm trying to think of over-the-top characters and gimmicks. Oh, Happy Corbin. Oh man, I actually really enjoy 2.0 these days. You want to make you want to ruin that for me? Yeah, because uh, Corbin ruined SmackDown for me. So, oh, he's terrible. Uh, let's see here, Tim Spulak. What would be the plot of a Danhausen comic if Steve created it? 
I think there's the, the like he's got a, a, a I think like headlocked comics or something like that. It has mm. like a Tales from the Road or Tales from the Ring, something oh. like that. Some sort of I think they got a Kickstarter. I'm just pulling like bits of info out of my ass that I think I saw on Twitter. So you know, you scroll through stuff and you kind of it's too much. Some. I gotta die. I gotta. I should be following ten accounts max. You know, there was a time when I'm like no more than two hundred. That was my max. What are you at now? Three hundred. Like a thousand, I think. I gotta dial that back. If I did a Danhausen comic, it'd be all about time travel. He'd go to the past, he'd go to the future. Would he meet Sid? Well, Sid's alive now. Well, I know. But I must ask him in the course of his travels, would he meet Sid? Nah. Nah. Hack and Schmidt. Pass. Hack and Hack and Schmidt. Pass. <laughs> no Sid, not interested. Uh, Carlos asks, with the way Shayna Baszler is currently being used on SmackDown, do you think she's in danger of being Cesaroed and being placed in nothing but tag teams without getting a solid singles run to a title? Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. That can be said about anybody. Yep. They're all going to be Cesaroed. I saw something on Twitter, Reddit or something. I don't know what I saw. It. Again, I need to follow less people, but it was like, I don't even know they were saying. At this point, isn't it obvious that like, and I don't know, it'd be interesting to go back because I don't think it's always the case. Like they extra don't care about like their TV product. It's like they've got some main eventers. Yeah, they've got Roman and Drew, and this is like this 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 thread. I think it was on Reddit or something. Was like uh, it was like this thesis, right? And it was yeah. like, yeah, I kind of feel like they just have their main eventers, and then they've got like a mid card that they just don't care about because the TV ratings are just going to do what they do. And I'm like, but you could grow them. You could yeah, theoretically grow them. I know. I know. I know. They don't seem interested in that whatsoever. No. But yeah, of course. Yeah. Shayna Baszler. She's great. Of course I'm worried about her. Yeah. She's awesome. I should be. She concerned. is awesome. <laughs> uh, White Brownie with the rumble looming closer. Have your picks for both men and women's been altered or remained the same? What was my pick? Don't remember. Don't remember mine was either. Bianca. Bianca three time. Wait, was she? No. She's, she just won last she year. She just won last year. Yeah. yeah, Bianca. Bianca and Brock. That's what I'm thinking. Bianca and... Oh, a, re, uh, a rematch at, at Mania for Roman, huh? Yeah, if the match with Dwayne's not going to happen, then Brock it is. Bianca and Brock. Yeah, why not? Sure. That why sounds not? Right. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph Gonzalez, so they named this Survivor Series team. Who would you take out and who would you replace them with? Did anybody else notice that all of Team Raw used to be on SmackDown? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah like moments ago, they were on SmackDown. Uh, okay, so, I mean, if that was the case, yeah, I'd, if they were like, yeah, brand, brand versus brand, you'd go Riddle and Orton and just not have them because the ta- I don't, they're not doing anything with the tag team versus tag team. So. I don't know. I don't know. They've announced it, obviously. So I'd put Riddle and Orton because they've been on Raw. Lashley, Lashley, he's been on Raw. Um, Damian Priest again, but they'll probably do Priest versus Nakamura. Yeah, uh, Priest and come on, somebody else who's been on Raw for a while. Give me a moment, please. One second. One second. Hold, please. Uh, mm. no, 
Miz. Yeah. Miz. Yeah, you could do Miz. 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 Be his return. T-Bar. So, yeah. There you go. No. Be Miz. Uh, that's a good team right there. Plus, they got the coexist thing. And you could do brand versus brand. And then over on Team SmackDown, the... Uh, you do the Usos because then that's where you get your tag teams against yeah. each other. So you do Usos, the Usos, uh, Nakamura, Cesaro. Cesaro. You need like a big Lashley type dude. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. That has been on SmackDown. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that they they all left? Uh huh. Yeah. Or Drew came back from Raw. Yeah. Wow, they really don't have. No. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just give up. Uh, King Woods. No, he just came from Raw, didn't he? No. He just came from he Raw, did. too. Yeah, he did. They yeah. swapped him again. Remember, they reunited the New Day for like two weeks and then split him up to get him. Oh, there you go. Draft. Rich Holland. Thank you, White Brownie. Rich Holland. All right, Rich there Holland. There you go. He's That's new. Good. Uh, Will Combs with AEW stacked roster potentially getting more stacked due to the recent releases. Do you think AEW be forced to create a new singles title? No, they've generally been pretty good about uh, telling stories outside of the title picture, so I don't think they need to introduce any more titles. No, I do. I do kind of wish that they would book the FTW title as a, a sanctioned title, though. I wouldn't yeah. mind that. I wouldn't mind that. I don't think they're going to be forced to do it, though. I think they're going to create a I think they're going to create a trios title. Mm-hmm. That's I, I I believe we're going to get that next year, probably sooner than later. Lord Ziffer, who should be the first double champion AEW as it? Who should be the first superstar to hold two AEW titles at the same time? Ooh, at the same time. I'm going to say Powerhouse Hobbs. That's a really FTW good, title. A great TNT answer. title. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. That's a possibility. Okay. Uh, I would go with Pentagon Jr. TNT title or Pentel Settle Miro. Uh, yeah, TNT title and uh, tag title. Tag title. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Uh, Hugh Long heavy with the recent flood of high level free agents. Is there room for another major promotion to be founded? I mean, yes. With Ring of Honor, if Ring of Honor does actually go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, look with with Ring of Honor going on hiatus and there being an opportunity, I do think that that exists. I just don't know if anybody, if the perfect storm that created AEW could happen again. I mean, especially like like GCW. Like, you know, it's like, dude, some of the releases and some of the Ring of Honor people could go to GCW, you know, totally. they totally. could run more shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're out there. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's there's, there's tons of talent out there. Yeah. yeah. MLW still there. It's, it's entirely possible. It's it's yeah, it's it's totally possible. It's just a matter of somebody with all the connections and all the money being able to put it together, if we're talking about like an AEW level promotion, I just don't know if that person exists. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, Greg Morris, if Hangman actually were to lose on Saturday, how would you see the title picture going forward or going afterwards? Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. If Hangman lost, 
I mean, at that if point, Hangman lost, then I would assume that would mean Brian Danielson would yeah. beat Miro in the tournament. So they'd want to do Kenny versus Danielson for the title. Actually, if if that happened, then it's clear that Tony Khan would just be like, "Okay, I understand the value in having a top WrestleMania main event level name holding the title." Like the same way he had Mox and he had Jericho hold the title, he would understand that that's the next step for his company. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't agree with it, but I wouldn't blame him also because there is probably some, there'd be some benefit to that. Sure. Yeah, probably. I mean, I agree. I'd I'd be disappointed, but at the same time, you know, I could see the value in that. And if it makes sense to him to go that way to, to, to to not follow through in the story he's been telling for two years or finding another way to try to finish that story. So be it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be a bummer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anthony J. Out of all the released wrestlers in the last year, whom could you see making a return similar to Drew and Bobby after their time away from the company? Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, I don't know if Miro has had a dramatic a transformation as like Drew had. Um, certainly he's being used far better in AEW. Oh yeah, and maybe the God's chosen champion thing would be something that they could retain for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the money's good, he just didn't seem particularly happy there. And no, until again, creative sucked. Until Vince, honestly, until Vince is gone, I just, dude, I just don't know that. Like, okay, so like. Brian Danielson could go back because he was used really well and he didn't seem to have much gripe with WWE. No, I don't see Mox seemed, especially reading that page out of his book and hearing what he said. I don't see him going back. Yeah. I'd be pretty surprised. Uh, Jericho was always used well. So like Jericho, I could see going back, but in terms of people who've left and are going to got like, you know, could get like a dramatic, Reinvention. Yeah. I mean, Miro has kind of had the most dramatic reinvention, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, I'm trying to think who else Christian, has had like Christian's a, right answer. Christian's right answer. Just the same, back. same dude. You could go back though. He's never going back. You could. I mean, he's seven years away, and they never put him in the Hall of Fame. Maybe I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed off. I, I guarantee he did. Guarantee he did. <laughs> Stop saying that. Maybe, Maybe he didn't want to go. Want to go Maybe you want to go in because the doing doing that would would mean to him that his career was over and he still wanted to wrestle. I am kind of curious about his thoughts on that. You know, like if he was ever approached, if it was a matter of hey, you're going to go in, but you're, we want you to go in with Edge and Christian, and we're going to wait on that a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm. It doesn't. None of it matters because the WWE Hall of Fame. Who cares? But you'd think that he'd be a shoe in to go in the Hall of Fame. Like, why wouldn't they have put him in? Yeah, no. But, you know, That's regardless of my thoughts on it, you'd think that, you know, they put, uh, I don't know, any, no, I'm not going to slander anybody, any number of those names, you wonder, are they Hall of Fame people? More so than Christian? Uh, wrestling with fiction so it's not really a question but just want to say thank you to Steve for his advice on podcasting over on WrestleJuice it helped me out a bunch keep being awesome friendos cool that's awesome good that's good you. that's good to, that's good to know 
good on you, Steve. <clears throat> uh, what else we got let's here? See here. Uh, Zachary Scarfpole. Power rank top five comedic wrestlers ever. Yano. Mm. Probably Kenny. Yeah. It's about to say Kenny. Um, I don't know if I'd consider Foley a comedy wrestler. But he could do comedy. He could do comedy really well. Or like I feel like the well, we're talking about comedic matches, right? Uh yeah, sure. Okay. Not just Yeah. In terms of the promos. Yeah, I'd okay. take him out of there. I'd put I think strong consideration could go to Santino. He had mm. he had amazing comedic talents. Yeah. Like his 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 his, his comedic uh, uh timing was really good. Mm-hmm. Um uh oh yeah, Colt Cabana, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Colt Cabana. Oh, our truth is good. That's a good name. Oh yeah, our truth. That's a great name. Sure. Uh, Rosie Knight with Okada calling out Buddy Murphy and Kenta calling out CM Punk. Which match do you see being the bigger draw for the company? It'll be Kenta Punk. Kenta Punk. No disrespect to love Buddy. To Buddy Matthews. Love Buddy Matthews. But it's I mean, Kenta Punk. They got the same finisher. They got the same finisher. They both use go to sleep. It's it's the goes to sleep. It's yeah. the go to sleep match. Absolutely. That's huge. Big, big match right there. Big money match massive, right there. Massive match. Let's see if there's any other questions. Uh, um. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. William Keller, what do you think is the greatest song about pro wrestling? Uh, William says, my favorites are Particle Man by They Might Be Giants and The Crusher by The Ramones. Uh, interesting question. I've never even considered that. Got to put uh, Man on the Moon up there. Yeah. By R.E.M. Got to put that up there. Uh, put... Uh, Let's see here. Give me some other ideas. I know you're Googling that right now. Oh, yeah. What else you I'm got? looking into it. Uh, the Colts personality, of course, about CM Punk. Was any of uh, Terry Funk's songs about pro wrestling? I wonder. I know there was a the song about Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a song about Terry Funk. That yeah. He, you know, Terry! Oh, of course. Bruce Springsteen had a the the title song for the wrestler, the movie The Wrestler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, for my money, it's got yeah the Rob Observer Adam Page's tweets. <laughs> um, for my money, it's probably Man on the Moon. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Lipkin says, "Be a Man" by Randy Savage. <laughs> a classic. Oh my god. A classic match. Uh Joseph Gonzalez asks who should Keith Lee face first in AEW assuming he goes there. Um So anybody he's got Oh, every I mean look, I've seen the the you know the joke on Twitter. Adam Boom should be Budge. Oh. He shows up and he pounces him into the crowd. 
That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. That would be good. Ooh, Leo Rush. That'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd be good. What about somebody he hasn't, he didn't face in WWE? Lance Archer. <sighs> That's good. Will Hobbs. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. He should recruit Will Hobbs out of Team Taz. That's what he should do. Trying to find more songs about professional wrestling. Yeah. Oh, Moose, have him go to Impact instead. That'd be cool. Ooh, that would be cool. That'd be neat. Uh, let's see here. Diard Homer says, Steve, your pick for the men's rumble months ago was Riddle. He says, and Eddie Kingston versus Keith Lee is the answer. Okay, yeah, Riddle. Yeah, probably not now. But again, a lot of stuff can change between now and uh, and then. Oh, that's right. We did say Riddle and then Orton when the title would be Riddle and Orton. That must it's be. a distinct possibility, but at the it same time, Edge. Rollins could win the title and you have Edge do or the thing. vice versa. Edge can win the title and Seth can win the Rumble. Nah, I don't know if they'd have Edge win the title against Big E. How about this? Yeah, probably not. Look, they'll hot potato shit this thing. You get uh, uh, Orton beats Big E for the title. Uh-huh. Edge beats it off him because they have history. Rollins yeah, wins the Rumble. Boom, there you go. There's your match. All right. Yeah. All right. Randy Orton is a transitional uh, champion. <laughs> for with his 15th title reign as tra tra transitional champ. Sure, why not? Uh, let's see here. Metal Nerve says, this is just me, but it's hard to get into a feud based on an inside joke from a YouTube sketch show filmed on a cell phone. I think he's talking about being the elite. Budge. 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 Yeah. It's not really it's not a real feud though. It was just lasted a match. Now they're done yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's one of those things where it was just fun in the moment. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. It was fun in the moment, and then that's that. It's over with now. Yeah. Um we'll end on this one here from Nikhil. Which wrestler from any promotion would you would like to serve you the following desserts? Ice cream, clearly. Tom Budgen. Yeah. Ice yeah. cream man. Chocolate moose. Moose. From Impact. He's moose. Oh, yeah, there. Good. Malva pudding. I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. I don't even know what that is either. Peppermint tart. I feel like peppermint tart would be uh, Ricky Starks for some reason. Okay. I don't really know why. I don't know why either. Cheesecake. Braun. Okay. Braun will serve up some cheesecake. Malva pudding sounds like something Miro would give you. <laughs> uh, Machka pudding. Uh, Keith Lee, about an hour ago, put up a statement. Because today's his birthday. He oh, says, shit. greetings and salutations. This day is my birthday. It is not a happy birthday, but it is one I am most grateful for several months ago. It was not a guarantee I'd make it to this day, so there is positivity in that. I paid all my medical bills from the many offices and machines I frequented. There is positivity in that, and I do find it amusing that people believe anyone but me paid for my medical expenses. I was going to wait a couple of weeks, but I think it's time to look toward the future. Forward March, as I like to say, I'm capable of so much more, and I can't wait to see what it looks like properly. I have a wide array of interests and abilities. I also consider myself to be rather open-minded. Here's to a future that, for all intents and purposes, seems limitless. Good positive message there from Limitless Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bask in his glory. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us. 
Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Oh, are we doing Numbers Don't Lie today? Yeah, we can. All right, so at 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Uh, to 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. We'll be doing the Numbers Don't Lie. Dusty Rose, finally going to do this Dusty. one, and then we'll take the rest of this week off from it because you're going to be gone on Thursday. I'll be gone Thursday, yeah. And then we'll reload next week. So yes. we'll get back on track. We will. We will. All right, we everybody. will. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.